tortoise. Hello, I'm Claudia and this is The Sensemaker from Tortoise. One story every day to make sense of the world. Today, the Chancellor has claimed his autumn statement contains the biggest package of tax cuts since the 1980s. But the independent forecaster says that, actually, more people will still end up paying higher levels of tax. And what's more, the amount of money the government receives overall will hit a post-war high. So what should we make of Jeremy Hunt's claims? We'll have more after the break. Our plan for the British economy is working, but the work is not done. On Wednesday, Jeremy Hunt announced a raft of measures that he said would boost the economy and announced tax cuts for businesses and the self-employed. But the most eye-catching was a cut to national insurance, which will fall from 12% to 10%. I'm going to go further and cut the main rate of employee national insurance by two percentage points from 12% to 10%. That change will help 27 million people. So what has changed to allow the government to begin cutting some taxes? We start this hour with some breaking news and in the last few seconds we have heard that inflation has fallen dramatically to 4.6%. Last week, UK inflation fell to its lowest level in two years after peaking at 11.1% in October 2022. And the Prime Minister, Rishi Sunak, was quick to claim credit. I committed at the start of this year to halve inflation. Back then, inflation was 10.7%. But new figures released this morning by the Office of National Statistics show that inflation is now 4.6%. It shows that when I said we would halve inflation, I meant it. The Chancellor did the same in his autumn statement. We promised to halve inflation and we have halved it. He said that dramatic fall and lower-than-expected government borrowing meant he had more money to play with. But can the government really say that it's responsible for halving inflation? Aren't you just trying to take credit for something that's not actually your responsibility? I mean, it's the Bank of England's job to bring inflation down. A year ago, markets were worried that borrowing and debt were out of control. It's the Bank of England's job to keep inflation at or below 2%, and it's currently more than double that. So inflation is is an increase in the level of general prices. Peter Lavelle is Associate Director of the economic think tank, the Institute for Fiscal Studies. So if we say the inflation rate this month was 2%, it means that on average across the economy, prices faced by consumers are 2% higher this year than they were at the same point last year. Economists track the monthly changes in prices of common everyday items, which is the measure of inflation known as the Consumer Price Index. So if we look at the price of of milk in March 2021, it was 42 pence. It then rose continuously until it reached a price of 70 pence in February 2023. And then it's come down since then. And the latest figure we know is from October when it's fallen back to 65 pence. So it's considerably higher than it was two years ago but not quite as high as it was a few months ago when the price had peaked. Prices have soared in the past two years due to supply chain problems caused by the Covid pandemic and Russia's invasion of Ukraine. 
Whilst the government blamed these global events for the rise in inflation, Rishi Sunak is now trying to claim credit for it falling back down to 4.6%. A fair amount of that decrease was predictable, and that's because energy prices had had really shot up last year, and so this year there's naturally not going to be the price levels not going to be as high as it was uh, at the end of last year. But the government has taken one measure which has inadvertently curbed inflation. Ironically, the, a high rate of inflation can be good for the Chancellor in terms of the public finances. Uh, and the reason is because if prices are rising and wages are rising, but tax thresholds are kept the same, more and more households get dragged into paying higher and higher rates of tax than they would normally be paying. Rishi Sunak said he'd halve inflation by the end of the year, so he's claiming to have met that target, even if it's not really in the government's gift. But what effect will it have on everyday spending? We'll have more after the break. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade. So when we say the inflation rate has fallen, what we mean is prices are still going up. They're just not going up quite as quickly as they were before, which means, you know, the prices you're paying for milk and cheese and bread aren't going to go down anytime soon, possibly never, to the prices they were before all this began. Here's Peter Lavelle again. So what we have to hope in terms of living stands for living stands to catch up is that our incomes, our wages, our earnings continue to rise and they start rising to the point where we can keep we can continue to afford what we were buying before at a time when the country is experiencing a cost of living crisis it's the poorest who are hit the hardest by price rises we know that lower income households tend to spend more of their budgets on food more of their budgets on energy less of their budgets on going out or holidays and so these really high increases in the price of energy and food mean that the poor have effectively been facing a much higher inflation rate than those figures would suggest. With few opportunities to impress the public before the next general election, the Conservatives will hope that presenting tax cuts and claiming to have halved inflation will turn their fortunes around. But after Jeremy Hunt finished speaking, the Independent Office for Budget Responsibility said that living standards whether people actually feel better or worse off, are forecast to be 3.5% lower next year than they were before the COVID pandemic. That's the biggest drop in living standards since the 1950s. Thank you for listening to The Sensemaker from Tortoise. This episode was written by Rebecca Moore and mixed by Matt Russell. Tortoise.